Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Lucha World has finally returned after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, this is Vandal Drummond, along with Alfredo Esparza, the engineer of Slam and Stan and the Lucha World. How you doing, Fredo? Doing good for the after the little situation we're having right now, but eh, you know. Yeah, we had a bit of a bit of a grudge match uh, trying to set up a Lucha World podcast. Um, on talk show. Um yeah. well let's just say we are in the slam and stand nine line but we are officially lucha world yeah you know these sorts of things happen with technology so i'm getting used to it yes you this know, is true you know you always hear people ask you oh i wonder how you're going to get on a dance show later today <laughs> <laughs> yeah if by some odd reason there's anybody listening to us live right now which i doubt but dan farron is premiering the uh, classic California wrestling podcast tonight with special guest Jeff Walton, longtime uh, pitch man for LA Wrestling. Um, it, tonight, this is the first Lucha World podcast we've done since August. I think we. Uh, wasn't we, it? What's that? Was it September? Wasn't it after the that anniversary show? I think we did one. You're right. We did one after the anniversary yeah. show. That's right. Um. And, uh, you know, for those of you who follow Slam and Stan, uh, we're on a bit of a hiatus right now. We have been busy with, uh, up to our ears with uh, everything from work to family, and uh, we've just had to put things on the back burner for a bit. It all, but, it all came together at the same time, too, which was really weird. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, all, all sorts of, you know, all sorts of family situations happened right around the same time. Uh, you know, several, you know... Uh, Family members with health problems, uh, you know, lost my stepmom in September, um, um, 88, Margaret Edwards Brown, she's 88 years of age, and uh, lived a very full, complete life, and left this world with absolutely no regrets. Um, I really... Uh, she had an amazing life, too, I mean, when, when you read that, that obit that they wrote. Yes! She, uh, oh, she lived a really full life. She was... Uh, the niece of the Wright brothers, and um, you know, was actually you know, knew one of them pretty well. Uh, just did a lot of things. Was a union psychoanalyst, um, you know, and and she knew it was her time, and she was totally at peace. I I actually learned a lot from her. You know, just feeling so at peace with the life she had, and she was ready to go into the next world. Um. And, you know, I, the two of us, so Fredo, you and I have just, we have been busy up to our ears with yeah. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I think this is the know, first we, time we've we, been able to get any, like, uh, podcasting in in ages. And, and, I mean, we've missed a lot of Lucha lately, too, so. <laughs> this is true. This is true. In fact, you know, the Lucha I watched right before uh, starting this podcast was upon your recommendation. It was uh, the most recent CMLL Galavision show. And I am actually glad you pointed me to that because... There is so much CMLL Lucha Libre on TV. Yeah, now you get more, right? You get more than I do. I do. I actually, since I have Time Warner cable, there's a Time Warner uh, sports channel uh, in Spanish, and we get Lucha Libre almost every day from CMLL. Almost every day? Yes. Yeah. A lot of the shows are repeats, but... Okay. 
Uh, yeah, but they're um, they're they're either two or three hour shows. Wow. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> and I haven't been able to watch very many because my DVR is filling up so much <laughs> just with Lucha Libre itself. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But so I'm glad you made the recommendation you made to me because uh, uh, that you know if I was going to pick one 60 minute show, I picked the right one. And plus, you could you, if you're DVRing it, you don't have to watch the commercials. That's the most beautiful part, especially on Galavision. Yeah. Which should be called the infomercial channel with occasional uh, TV programming in between infomercials. Seriously. You know, the, the weird thing is I was, I was timing it. I think they are giving it back a little, a few more minutes. But I think it might be just those ads that they do themselves. You know, the CMLL ads? Yes. I yes, this is true. Is. Yeah, so it's, it, 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 might, it looks like they've added more minutes, but it really hasn't. You know, the, the, the big news from this week is uh, Mystico getting hurt again. You know, it's that's right. We're we're talking the new Mystico. Yeah, the new Mystico. Is the era of the new Mystico has finally ended again. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Yeah, he he hurt himself in Puebla this past Monday in uh, trying one of his shooting star presses. I don't. I, I think you might have seen the one where he did a like a couple months before that. He did a shooting star like I think it, I think it was the same move. Yes. He, he caught the rope and he just like fell into the ropes. Well, this oh time, this time now he fell, I this heard. Time he, he fell into the rope, and he mm-hmm. hurt his shoulder. Oh, wow. Wasn't there something further with the injury, too, besides just the shoulder? Or I, I heard it was real pretty nasty, though. Yeah, it was really bad, though. Um, let me see. And on top of that, uh, the really sad news about Hector Garza uh, undergoing chemotherapy for lung cancer. Yeah, that was a big story while we were out. You know? Yeah, that's right. I mean, in fact, I know it's, you know, in Internet time, it's probably old news, but uh, it's a pretty major uh, story, a real, a, a shocker. <laughs> yeah, it happened like about three weeks ago, I think, and it was, it was re- I mean, he missed the show, and everybody was like surprised he missed the show, because, you know, Hector Garza rarely misses the show, and then like he wrestled the next day, I think, one of the Perils and Mod shows, or a AAA show. He worked, he didn't work the Perils and Mod show, but then he worked the AAA show, and everybody was like, there's there's something weird going on here. Then all of a sudden he announced that he had um he had cancer. Had and cancer. I heard mention I I believe it was in the Observer that um somebody had seen him recently and he looks very weak. I mean um you know, that's pretty quick time. I mean pretty rapid. He's doing the he's doing the chemotherapy already, so Yeah, I'm wondering I, if he's doing radiation also because that can really take a lot out of you. Yeah, cuz I think I think I'm guessing he must have known, like, going back. I mean, when did he... Because they don't do it right away, do they, the, the chemotherapy? Uh, it's, you know, they can, they can get it moving pretty quickly. Uh, when, uh, when I was diagnosed with lymphoma, it was... Okay, let me think what the timeline was. Um, it, it, it was a little bit. They... Because uh, yeah, you told me, like, in June, right? Like, in late June? It was late, late June, or you know, early July is late June is when they suspected it. Uh, I think the first week in July was w- in 2008 is when I got the diagnosis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my first chemo I think was early August, so it was a little while. And I, I, I hate to say how bad my memory is just from just a little over four years ago, but. I, you know, I remember there was some prep. Uh, you know, they were they were getting me. Um, you know, they they did lots of blood tests. They did biopsy. They were, you know, they were dotting every I. Uh, I think just 
you know, getting me prepped for it. They, they even had a, you know, a, how would you say, a, a crash course where they had me come to the uh, chemo center and, you know, just gave me the whole lowdown on what to expect. Uh, the one thing I'll say, though, is I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which has a really high remission rate. I mean, yeah. um, and so I think, you know, one thing I'm wondering if they said, well, we have little time to get this started. Where If, if it's lung cancer, I mean, it's got to be a lot worse. Then. Yeah, because I, I would imagine there's times where if it's something that is a lot more rapid and has less of a success rate, that maybe that, they want to get it going right away. Not that, not that you had the good, not that, not to say that you had the good cancer or anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't want to make it sound like, oh my God, he had the bad cancer. It's funny though, that's, that's what it is. I mean, when I, yeah. uh, you know, honest to God, when I got the news, uh, both Elaine and I were freaked out for about a half hour, but yeah. I, I felt totally at peace, um, even not knowing what to expect. But then when I got the whole lowdown on Hodgkin's lymphoma, I thought, oh my God, the odds of beating this are pretty good. And the chemo is no picnic and... And I did not have to do radiation, which, um, you know, was like a double whammy. So, you know, just the chemo itself wiped me out pretty good. But um, uh, I I just got a great admiration for people who weather both chemo and radiation, especially ones who have to fight it for several years. I mean, because, like I said, I just had chemo, and that was a lot to endure, and, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it was the good cancer compared to other cancers. Yeah, um, did. I, I the last time I saw him, he did a he did an appearance on on one of the Monterey shows where he was. Um, the, you know, his entire family was there, and they were confronting Harold Wyo Jr. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cancer, you know. Yes, but, um, yes. Um, and the, he looked fine in, on that on that video, but that was like what mid. We think that was early mid 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 October, I think. Yeah. That to be mid-October, so... I wonder, I don't know if, if somebody saw a photo or if they saw him in person, but I wonder if he, he looks about the same, like, as far as stature, but just looks tired, I mean... Yeah, I think that's more what it, what they meant, that he looked tired and he looked worn out more than... Yeah. Because yeah, he, he didn't look that bad there, and he was already... I think he had... He, had, he said he had already had his first um, chemotherapy that day, the that week. Right. Yeah, so... But it's so funny how um, Paraguay still has to make an angle out of it. <laughs> You know, they no way, the really? Yeah, they canceled the last match. It was, he was he was challenging Hector Garza to a hair match once he comes back, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I <laughs> that think, is so yeah, wrong. I, I was thinking, you know, cancer's going to take that before you can. Exactly, yes, yes. The whole. Uh, I mean, I guess if, if Hector Garza is on board with it, I'm okay with it. But <laughs> you know, we've oh. seen we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of wrestling. We've seen a lot of stuff that happens that's in very poor taste. Yeah. I mean, we could just talk about this past Monday's um, run. That's okay, part, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's you part don't... Of the most, most tasteless thing. All we need is, like, somebody... T- well, you know, and like everybody says, when you watch Lucha, you're kind of used to it because you watched Oro die. <laughs> you watch yes, other guys. yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to stray far for uh, uh, bad taste and gimmicks. Well, like I said, if... if if uh, Aguayo saw Garza and Garza said, hey, I think that would be a hoot if you channeled me to a hair match, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it, but if he's, just, if he's just, you know, kidding around like that without touching base, <laughs> that yeah. would be messed up. That would be so messed yeah. up. But you know, it's wrestling. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. wrestling. This is true. The CMLL, they had, um, they've had a couple of t- title changes this past week. Ah, do tell. Yeah, they had Pulvera beat... Um, Mascara Dorada. 
Oh. Or one of the welterweight titles. There's so many belts, I don't really... You know, I think it was one of the national ones. Might have been the national one. And uh, they had Tamatonga. Have you seen him? I'm sorry, who's that? Tamatonga. No. Haku-san. I have not seen him. He's tagging, oh, wow. He's tagging with Terrible. Mm-hmm. And they won the tag team titles from um, Diamante Azul and Atlantis. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they, they're very high on Tamatonga, apparently. Wow, if, he's in, if he has that presence like his father had, that's a perfect teaming with Terrible. Yeah, Povera won the CMLL welterweight title. That's the one I'm... Now, like, I know you say there are a lot of titles in Mexico, and um, I, I mean, in the past, they had a good way of making titles stand out, even though they had numerous weight classes. Yeah. Um, now, today, is, is Pulvera getting the belt? Is, that, is there much buzz about that? Is that considered a major push for him? He's been getting a push, but I think now this, 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 this win was to elevate him into the Guerrero feud. Cool. He's going to be the third guy in the Ray Scorpion team, I think. Oh, very cool. Yeah, he's not that good, though, Pulvera. <laughs> you, you haven't seen much of him, have you? Or? I've, I have not seen him since... Uh, last time I was watching semi-regularly is probably during the summer. Yeah. I like... No, I like Pulvera. He's pretty good. Like, I, he's, I, di- I dig him. He's not stellar worker, but I dig him. He's better than Dragon Rojo. Yes. I think he's better than Dragon Rojo. Yeah. Dragon Rojo sucks. <laughs> getting pushed. Yeah, this is true. That's probably like... But, you know, the, the key to that whole feud is, is Reyes Scorpion and um, Ultimo Guerrero and the guys with Ultimo Guerrero because they're really good workers on, on that team. Yes. So that, should be, that, that should be a pretty... That's been a pretty good feud this, since we've been off the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have so much catching up to do on what's current in CMLL, and I have so yeah. much opportunity to watch it, or at least I have so much content to watch. I, well, you know now that, I, just, I need to make the time. Yeah, you know, the bad thing is, like, you, you could be talking about, like, I, I, I've seen people say that there should be, like, a weekly Lucha show, and it's like, yeah, but, I mean, the CMLL moves so quickly that you could be talking about, like, the, the CMLL welterweight title defense of Mascara Dorado or whatever, and the next week you're talking about him losing it and yes. going to Japan and not seeing him for a full two weeks or whatever. Yes, yes, and they have and they have so much television with so little structure. In fact, the yeah. show you recommended to me, which we'll get into in just a sec here, actually was, I mean, I don't know if they intended to, but it was a little more structured than usual. How behind uh, is that show? Do you know what's how, that? Can you tell how behind that show is? No, I have. I am totally clueless as cool. to when it took place. Do you remember what match was on, like something that happened? Well, uh... The opening match, Scandalo versus Delta. <laughs> that's not going to help. <laughs> and well, oh, here's what will help. Was oh, they, that, that's they had that, they had the Day of the Dead theme for uh, the first two matches. Yeah, that isn't that Galavision show though. That's the Galavision show. Yeah, yeah, the other one. I'm talking about the other one. The oh, the Time Warner one? Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you yeah. said Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. I bet you if I rattled okay. off a couple of the the matches to you, you might be able to, you know, tell me. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I think it's from. I think it's from August. I think it starts. It might be like a, like two months behind or something. Well, in fact, it's on so frequently. It, it's almost like I think the station just has it as filler. Yeah, it's on so frequently. You're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. You know what? <laughs> if I was ten years old again, I would have been in heaven. I would have never left the bedroom. You know, that's what I, I've always said when 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 I'm watching Lucha now. It's like there's so much. 
that you can only catch so like there's so much time during the day that you can watch lucha and there's so much it's like you would have to be 10 years old to watch it or you know it's true you would have to be in that initial phase of fanaticism i mean there's nothing like the first year you know for a hardcore wrestling fan there's nothing like that first year you discover it it's like an opium high and you know, <laughs> you, you you might see even better quality wrestling in the future, but there's nothing like discovering it. Yeah. Um, with the Galavision show, uh, the opener was one of the lightning matches. Yeah, it Delta was, versus. Yeah, Scandalo versus Delta. And um, now, I guess uh, to backtrack again, or give a little backstory, uh I went to Fredo's a few nights ago because I found a mystery tape. I was cleaning out my house for the umpteenth time, and I found a VHS cassette that just said Mexico 1980s. And so I went to Fredo's, and we popped it in, and we, oh, we, it was a surprise package that just, like I said, it was that opium high for wrestling fans. There's so much you could talk about that one tape. And yeah, you'd be, de- de- you'd be so depressed watching current. It's, oh, it's so <laughs> true. It's so true. And, uh, you know, there's so much we could talk about on the tape, but I guess the, if I could say the one thing that stuck out, I see a lot stuck out, but if I could yeah. just point to one match, we saw that awesome world title match with Lismark and El Faraon from 1984. Huh. Now... When I was watching the Scandalo versus Delta match, one, it's almost unfair to compare because, uh, <laughs> I mean, just the, just the difference between yeah. Scandalo versus Delta and Lismark versus Faraon, you know, there's almost no comparing them in any era. It, it, but it's an insult to Lismark and uh, Yeah, it Farrow. is. But remember how I, how, remember how just, you know how I've said over and over again that the thing that, leaves me a little cold about modern day wrestling is it's like a video game yeah where somebody hits somebody they fall down they get up they hit somebody they fall down and get up it's like you could picture some kid with a joystick pushing the a and b buttons um but when i was watching delta and scandalo there was one spot really early in the match where uh scandalo gave delta uh, a chop and a really light chop at that and Delta just took a full-on bump for it. <laughs> and then, uh, also early in the match, they just grab each other by the wrist and throw each other in the ropes without so much as giving each other a boot or wearing the other down than flinging him. And, of course, you know, flinging somebody into the ropes, you know, breaks the bounds of reality. But, you know, the, the semi-logic as we are growing up is when somebody gets flung, they've already been worn down. And now the guys just grab each other and hurl each other. And, uh, you know, well, when we were watching that match between Faraon and Lismark, you know, they did those classic Mexican high spots, but they were, they were graceful, yet there was a grittiness and a rawness about them. Lismark looked amazing. He was incredible. It just, it just looked so, like, like you could make a like a music video out of that, you know, just like how gracefully he looked and everything. Yes, it was, and, and he was in high spots, and it was just it just looked so much better than anything that Delta or any of those guys. No, you're right, and I mean even the really polished wrestlers. And this is not a, a this is not to disrespect the modern guys; they're really talented. But 
the stuff Listmark was doing there was it was just so solid. It just wasn't like people were drop kicking each other and doing tope after tope and just tipping right back up. It, it's like this was really solid work. I mean, they they were graceful, yet they looked like these badasses at the same yeah. time. And Carol um, looked awesome. Yeah, he was really good. I forgot just how good he was. I I remember seeing him in 1978 on TV here in L.A. Um, you know, but, but there was a bit of a style clash when he wrestled folks here, so I, I didn't really get to see his greatness until did, did I started watching. Did he have to wrestle the hangman? Um, I don't remember <laughs> who he wrestled. He feuded with Piper. I just like making fun of the hangman. <laughs> Which hangman? Uh, uh, you know, that's why. That's why. There's so many. Yeah, there were so many of them. There was the... Uh, I just love it. I just love what you, when you, Dan, and Ryan start talking about hangmen, and it's like, yeah, which one are you guys talking about? <laughs> I mean, there, there were three different hangmen alone in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, that's why I was like, man, that's crazy. Well, the one thing I did like about the Scandalo versus Delta match was uh, I like... What's that? I okay, that, that it ended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that, uh, you know... Uh, you know, 10-minute time limit, and I like when the time starts winding down how the guys start really trying to pin or submit each other. Like, yeah. they see the clock counting down, and so they, you know, they go with the storyline. They just don't do high spot after high spot as the time progressive. And I was actually refreshed to see that uh, Delta One with a simple moonsault. Uh, it's like you didn't have, climat- you know, climactic near fall after near fall. He just took it straight. And, um, well, and then I guess we move on to the women's match. The women's match? Who wrestled that women's match? I it was know. Princessa Blanca. Princessa. Was that the one with, that the one with the, they, they had the face paint, right? Yes, they were all decked out for Day of the Dead also. Princessa Blanca looks great. She that. does, yes. That was so cool. She's, she's, I kind of think Felino, like, went out of his league to get her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Very she's out of true. his or something. She is cool, and yeah. she's cute, too. And Princesa Sugahit and La Comandante. Huh. Now, La Comandante, when I see her, I'm saying, somebody call Pimpinela Escalada and tell him we found his <laughs> lost sister. <laughs> That's his lost, long lost Doesn't sister. Doesn't it look like they could be twins? It, it's, his, it's, his, it's his big sister. That's right. Yeah, this <laughs> badass big sister who goes and beats the shit out of anybody who picks on him. And they squared off against Dark Angel, Estrellita, and Luna Magica. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Luna Magica, I gave her an A for effort. It wasn't that good. <laughs> you know what? I was, have, has, have you ever seen a female wrestler that looks like her? Mm, I mean, no. Martha Villalobos was was chubby and short, but she wasn't that short. No, this girl was short. She's not as chubby as Martha Villalobos was. Martha, I mean, just short, but how short she is. She's like a mini. She is a little gal. Yeah, she's a tiny, but but a, with a fire plug build. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, in fact, i got to be honest, I don't know very much about Luna Mahika. Has she been somebody who's been, un, you know, around all this time, but under my radar? Yeah, she's been around for a while. Okay. She, she main events in Japan. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> you're, you're, now you're trying to figure out how bad can this Japanese <laughs> women's promotion be? <laughs> no, the thing I... Well, for one, since I have not uh, watched much wrestling these past two months, 
I watch these gals, and all I can do, you know, since I don't see them week after week, because if there's one thing that they, they just show too much of is uh, six-man women matches, or six-woman woman matches yeah. on CMLL, and show a lot of the, you know, same combatants over and over and over. Yeah. Um, but since I have not seen it that much for the last few months, all I can do is just compare them to um, WWE Divas and say, hey, these, these, these chicks have it going. I mean, when you compare Luna Mahika to the Divas, it's like, seriously, not, not though. that bad compared to them. Oh, at least she has basics down. Yeah. I mean, at least, I mean, what, what I noticed in the first fall of the match is uh, Dark Angel and uh, Sugihi. Am I saying her name right, Sugihi? Yeah, Suhei. Suhei, okay. They spelled it S-U-G-E-H-I-T. Yeah. I thought it was spelled differently. But yeah, they, they spell it like seven different ways. Okay, so <laughs> the way they spelled it, I thought her name was Suge Hit. Yeah, just, so Suge just say Hit. Suhei. Just say Suhei. Okay, Suhei. Okay, Angel and Suhei. They were doing a high spot, and you could tell that there was a little miscommunication somewhere in the high spot, but I was impressed that they didn't just freeze. They tried to go on with it, and eventually... When it broke down, Dark Angel just kind of like, you know, gyrated her hips in that flirtatious style she does. And, uh, <laughs> and you, were, you were mesmerized. Yeah, I was mesmerized. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> you could, you, you, that's why you thought you, you'd give Luna Mahika an A for effort. You forgot. Exactly, <laughs> yes. I give her A for effort. Now, uh, uh, what was I going to say? I just, I just does their gear, Princess Suhei and, um, and um, Princessa Blanca's gear. Yes, nice I, I dig it too. I've actually been friends with them for quite a while now. Now, I dig Estrellita. She plays that babyface sex pot so beautifully. You looked kind of upset that day, didn't she? Look kind of depressed. She looked she looked pouty almost in the way a heel would, but uh, no, she just looked yeah pouty, but like pouty for some like like she was a. I think something must have happened to her where she was like well, upset. Especially well, you know what? You, I noticed after that second fall. Did you notice? Uh, the camera briefly got her um, at ringside uh, <laughs> trying to uh, get her top uh, to work better. Not her top. <laughs> Here she, I, the I strap know, over I, her shoulder broke, and she was trying to get it in place. I don't know if that put her in a bad mood. But at the end of the match, uh, yeah, she, she didn't look happy, but I, was that the makeup? <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think the makeup didn't look good. So yeah, she, she, was, she seemed a little pouty about it because she was fixing her makeup at one point. Because I, I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell from far when when there. Was yeah, because I, I, I think, <laughs> she thinks yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> you know, it's women. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> but and here's another one to monitor whether I've been off the radar for this long. But every fall ended with one pinfall in the tag match. Oh, did you notice that they're they're trying to implement new rules? Really. You notice that they don't tag, they don't they tag in now. Like in I didn't notice that. So somebody if somebody gets thrown from the ring, the, uh, the and their partner doesn't just jump in now. Huh? Yeah, have you noticed that they're trying to implement? I rules. have not. Okay, that's new. But each referee like is like varying in the rule book or whatever. So it's really it's really disorganized. It looks some of the matches just look really bad when they when they do it. Well, you've taught people this whole style, and now you're telling them to almost. It's almost telling somebody to tell a different story. It yeah. probably takes some time to adjust. I think they got they got to get rid of the three fall match period. I think it's kind of getting a little. Yeah, although I do miss. I love the tag team rule of when somebody gets thrown from the ring, his partner can just jump in and take over. I 
I love the way that keeps the match going. Yeah, and I like that. But for some reason, they think tagging in and out. I think they're trying to Americanize it, and that doesn't really work. Oh, I hope they don't go overboard with Americanizing it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I love about CMLL is it's the closest thing you have to traditional wrestling. Yeah, I remember that because you were when you were when you started talking about the I couldn't remember this women's match and I remember that that's what was really biting, really annoying me during that match that they kept tagging, they they like like at one point, usually the Rudas would come in and attack, and this time they're just standing outside like Comandante wouldn't come in for anything. Right. That that match was all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I I the only thing I was comparing it to was really horrible women's wrestling that I've seen elsewhere. Yeah. Um, oh, you you could see much worse CMLL women's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even the worst. You got to see the the one I saw on Sunday was awful. <laughs> that whole Sunday show was really bad. Yeah. Wow. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the whole thing because you came over. <laughs> <laughs> was you that the one on Hera dot com? Yeah, yeah. The, the the last match I missed because you came over, but that that airs again on um on. Well, Sunday. that's the other um, that is the other thing. That uh, was interesting while we were watching the the mystery tape with the 1984 Lucha. Um, just the whole atmosphere. It's like you're saying today, wrestling isn't really thriving anywhere, is it? Uh, besides WWE? I yeah, I mean, it's not really... Um, I think it's, well, notice- it's noticeable with CMLL because they have a big... Big, big arena. Yeah, that's true. But other places, they don't really draw a lot either. I mean, for big well, And just, just the atmosphere and the mystique the wrestlers had, because remember when we were watching uh, those old matches, uh, before each match, there were fans clamoring at ringside. Yeah, you know, I made the joke about, hey, there's more fans ringside than there are. <laughs> there are <laughs> on the entire the arena today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, it, there was like, like at least 100, 200 people just standing around hounding the, refer- the the wrestlers for um, autographs and stuff. Yeah, it's like these people had a passion for Lucha Libre where, it, it, you know, I'm, obviously I've never been there live, but when I see, you know, the TV today, it looks like the fans are just kind of there to have a night on the town. Just, yeah, even even before they put that barricade up, it was like it, nobody would go over and do anything. It was just like, ah, oh, let's, let's just sit here and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's just an, an you know, an Aragon. Yeah, drink our beers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know the other the other big news that happened recently is um a bunch of undercard guys from um, AAA left. left you told party. me about that, and yeah, we we can confirm a few now. Now, Al, you're saying Alan Stone was one of them, yeah? Alan Stone's gone, but mm-hmm. I still don't know where he's wrestling yet. Um, Extreme Tiger did an interview today, and he's officially gone. Um, but he, I think the door's still open for him to go back. Mm-hmm. But I think he he wants to go independent for a while. Which I don't know why. Well, you know, I don't think they make that much money in AAA either. So, and um, yeah, who knows? I well, I mean, independent was the way guys used to be able to make a living. But yeah. from what I understand, that's oh, that's gone. Yeah, and the other guy who's gone is um Dennis. So he's Dennis. officially gone too. Yeah, he's a he. He was the first one to say he's gone. Okay, you know, and of course he said it officially on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. You don't really have to go around and ask people when when you get. You could go directly to the source. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go straight to Facebook, and you can find it out in real time. Yeah, and and the other guy who apparently might be gone is Tigre Cota. I'm sorry, who? Tigre Cota. Okay. Manuel Mochocota's son. Oh. Now he's 
He's pretty good, so I hope he goes somewhere. Okay, does he have the same um, presence as his father did? No, he's not missing his toes. He's, <laughs> That's he's actually missing his toes. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, I didn't he, mean he's missing a hand. I mean, did he do time in prison like his dad? I don't know. About, <laughs> I don't think he has. Um, you never know with these guys, but I mean, he's, he, he, I think he might be the guy who could go to CMLL and do, because I mean, he has the connection through um, Mochocota, so they're big on je- second generation wrestlers, so. Oh. Um, Extreme Tiger said he's not going anywhere. He's going to be independent for a while. And then Dennis is, um, Dennis said he would consider going to CMLL, but I don't think. Now, I guess here's my question. Is it impossible to make a living doing independent wrestling, or is it difficult? Is there, are there people who manage to do it? I, have, I mean, some of those guys are, I mean, if they're still wrestling, they must be earning enough money to earn a living, so. I think, I, I, I mean, it seems a little, I don't really, I think unless you're a big name, everybody mm-hmm. else has a second job. <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, from what I hear, even folks like Hijo de Santo have difficulty on the indie scene. Yeah, and that's why he has all those other things, like his little his store and all that other stuff. But he has he has name value. He he, he gets booked. He's going to make a ton of money off a of book. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, these other guys are like, I mean, I, I I don't think I'm guessing Dennis must be like, he must have another job or something. <laughs> I just yeah. Well, I I mean, I from what I hear, even a lot of the guys in CMLL uh, hold yeah, day some jobs. of the lower card guys have second jobs. But I mean, and, I, I think well, Dennis would be great in that inv- that Invader group. He'd be pretty good. That'd be very cool, actually. Yeah, with like Volador and Mije and all those guys. That would really be awesome. You know I, what you yeah. gotta watch? You know what you really have to watch? That's on. Um, I think it's on YouTube. It's on the Cubs fans YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a match, a singles match between Diamante Azul and Volador Jr. And, You're going out of my way. I'm. Yeah. Well, well, it's not a really great match, but it's really fun to watch. Mihe, like, Diamante Azul almost kill Mihe, like, 20 different ways. <laughs> he basically, like, he German suplexes um, Volador Jr. and uh, Mihe at the same time. Wow. So Sweet. Exactly okay, I've got to watch it just for that alone. Yeah. Mihe Diamante really Azul. Now, of course, this is the guy who is almost a carbon copy of yeah, Blue, Blue Demon, Demon, and it's almost like CMLL thumbing their nose at the Blue Demon family. Yeah. How how is he getting over? Is it just uh, a are, do people just see him as a ripoff, or is he going over with the people on his own? Or he, he's getting pushed to the moon by the promotion, but the fans hate him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the fans. I mean, and I think he's. A, I mean, not all fans, but a lot. He has way more detractors than he has fans. Gotcha. I mean, I actually think he's pretty good. Like for a big guy. You know he's not a main event guy, like as a like like I I was saying this on Twitter. I think he's like a third guy on a good trios. Right, but as far as being pushed on his a, own, no way. His own, he's no rush. He's no gotcha. rush. <laughs> rush on his own is really good, which is yeah. amazing to say. And you know I I always I always crack up when Doctor Uchi says he's he's okay, and I'm like no he's pretty good now. I mean he's not as bad as he was like. Two or three years ago. Oh, Rush. I, I am just a huge fan of Rush. Yeah. And I'm not talking Limbaugh. I'm talking the coolest wrestler in Mexico today. Yeah. What else was I going to... Now, uh, while I'm just 
barely refamiliarizing myself with CMLL. I have no clue what's going on in AAA. Oh, good. Neither do I. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they're getting ready for their Get Out at Titanes show. And um, they just announced their one. They have two main events already announced. The first one is going to be Messias um, defending his belt against um, Tejano Jr. Oh, very cool. Good. That should be good. And um, the other match, they I don't know if you know, they've been building up a feud between Vampiro and Chessman. I did not know that. Where Vampiro basically killed Chessman on one of their last shows. He threw him off a cage. Or that was like, there was like the, this little scuttle butt between them where that was basically the, the agreement or something where he was going to throw him off a cage. Mm-hmm. And um, they were going to have, Everybody thought they were going to have a one a singles match or something, but it ended up they're going to do like a, a six-way cage match where everybody's going to put their hair. I think it's hair, and I don't think there's a mask guy in there. There might be a mask guy, but a hair. Hmm. Yeah, everybody's putting their hair on the line. And, well, you know how I feel about uh, multiple people in a cage for stiff matches? Yeah. I, I personally hate them, but... but you uh, know, in, in, is, it, is, it a, is it a winning... Uh, yes, yes, because the, the other guys, if you think about it, it's it's guys who you you don't really want to see in singles matches. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Perro Guayo Jr. and um, Cibernetico. They're feuding. So they threw them in there, and then there's some... Um, I think it's... I can't remember who else it is. I'll go on here. Son. So, you know, well, my, my biggest gripe about a lot of those matches is, you know, not every single one, but so many of them... You have, like, five names, and then the sixth or seventh man is uh, somebody called, like, uh, Demonio Blanco or Demonio Negro. No, well, basically, it, the, the, the six guys are going to be Chessman, Vampiro, Cibernetico, Perro Jr., L.A. Park, and Dr. Wagner. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, loser. Okay, I loser. would like to see that. Yeah, loser loses mask or hair. So, but, you know, it's going to be either Vampiro or Chessman. As long yeah. as somebody loses their hair and it's not... Um, Tirantes, hijo de Tirantes. <laughs> it's gonna be him again. Watch. That'd actually be kind of funny. I, I. No, they've yeah. done that. Okay, again. that'd be a screw finish. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, they've done that with um, the other Tirantes. <laughs> that was remember that was the thing that people started complaining about that they would be doing that all the time. Yep. Yeah. So, Kurt, who have you been enjoying watching Russell? Nobody. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. I've watched so little wrestling. <laughs> You hate, you hate every single wrestler that you watch. No, I have to say that, I, you know, I, I can't believe I did this, uh, but I went on to AAA after, uh, but without mentioning the last match I saw on that Galavision show, uh. and it was a Rudo versus Rudo singles match between Ultimo Guerrero and Rey Escorpion, uh. and I just want to say, uh, you recommended it to me, and I'm glad you did. I want to say that was a short but totally bitchin' match. That's a really good feud. Oh my god, the two of them have chemistry when they work with each other. I mean, is just great. He is awesome. The two of them, just the charisma triples when they're in the ring together. You know, Uh, he he cuts, Ultimo Girl cuts a promo at the end, and you're thinking, why doesn't this guy do more promos on, like, at least do little, like, interviews so he could get himself over, you know, because or get more people going, because for some reason, that's one of the things that kind of, that bugs me about CMLL. Mm-hmm. They don't have, they don't let these guys, like, do a lot of talking. Not a lot. I'm not expecting them to do a lot, but just, like, enough to get you, like, interested in them. Yes. 
at least at least a post match uh, yeah, challenge, like they, something yeah, like that. They've done, they've done that with Ultimo Guerrero, and then they did that with um, the Terrible. They did that one time too. Now this match started off with Guerrero just tearing into a Scorpion, gets him out of the ring, does a tope. He gets back in the ring, then does another tope outside of the ring, an over-the-rope tope onto a Scorpion. And I just thought, oh, okay, this is going to be a spot fest. Then he gets back in the ring with a Scorpion laid out on the floor still, climbs up on the turnbuckle, and gives him a plancha. That's such an awesome, awesome like, sequence right there. Yes. So he nails him three times outside of the ring, then he gets back and he wins on a countout. And I thought that was really cool, because my, my biggest gripe is you see topes after tope after tope, and they mean nothing, because somebody gives somebody a tope, and then they get back in the ring, and they're both good as new, almost like, you know, they did it for the sake of just jumping about. Uh, I love this. This is a reason for the tope, and he just destroyed him with it. Yeah. And then the second fall was really quick, too. But I love how... Uh, <laughs> yes, you're, no, you're right. And you, were, and you were saying the word is that's kind of Ultimo Guerrero's booking plan. Yeah. You know the Mascara Dorada Polvera match? The yeah. First, the first fall lasted less than a Divas match. <laughs> it, was like, it, was like 90 sec- it was less than 90 seconds. And it's like, okay, that's over. Then the second <laughs> fall went like four minutes. I was like, oh, great. This is like the shortest match. I mean, it's like, why do the falls? And with no variety, why don't you occasionally have a lengthy first fall to kind of throw people off, kind of? Yeah. And, um, well, that second fall, I love how, what I did like is I love how um, Ultimo Guerrero is still all over Scorpion. He's, he's, still, uh, he's still laid out from that first fall. And uh, Guerrero goes to put a submission hold on it in, in almost like an exotic MMA style. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, Scorpion just reverses the submission hold, and uh, Guerrero taps out. And um, then the third fall was, okay, I'm showing my age. I'm showing I'm definitely a half a century old because there was outside <laughs> interference, and I can't remember who it was from. It was uh, Dragon Rojo. Dragon Rojo. Yeah. He's going to interfere on behalf of Rey Escorpion. So, uh, you know, he runs to the ring apron, and while Tarantes is, is shooing him away, Escorpion goes to give Ultimo Guerrero a foul, Ultimo Guerrero blocks it, gives him a foul, pins him clean. Yeah. It was a, it was a really fun, short match. Really effective, too. Yeah. And the two of them together, uh, Rudo versus Rudo, in that short of time, uh, you know, just, it was dynamic. Those guys just have such a great presence, and I, I hope I, this I, feud continues. I think the last two months, I've, I've, on back on the Ultimo Guerrero bandwagon. I was really, I was really like not liking his matches or anything lately. And then like he started doing the the en busca de un. There's a there's a, uh, a a reality TV show that they do in Mexico. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's not the luchador one. It's um en busca de un idolo. Oh no, this I I don't know pronounce it that one. I can't pronounce it now. My Spanish is... It's called, was that Looking for an Idol? or? Yeah, yeah. That, you remember that tournament they did? Yes. They, they did a reality TV show based off it. Okay. And, uh, 
the, the highlight of the whole thing is Ultimo Guerrero. He's the team captain. So he just complains about his team all the time. His, 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 um, his coach for his team is um, Tony Salazar. And all he does is complain about the team, and then Tony Salazar starts complaining about him being the, 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 the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, an old guy complaining to this younger old guy. So they're, guy. Kind, they're kind of almost capitalizing on the old school versus new school? Yeah, yeah. Well, well Ultimo Girl, his whole thing is that he wanted, a, he wanted his whole team to be from um, La Laguna, where he's from. And um, so he had Euphoria and Niebla Roja, mm-hmm. guys he teams with now. But um, they, um, he went to go talk to Tony Talisar, and Tony Talisar told him, you know, I'll, I'll be the coach, but I want my guy to be on it. So he put Puma King and um, um, I can't remember really, who the other guy was, um, Povera. Povera. And so um, whenever Ultimo Guerrero, whenever the other two guys fail, he starts complaining and complaining about how, how shitty they are. And he did this one dance. Um, he's he's, he's um, talking to Puma King. And he's telling him how bad he was. And he's like, you're horrible. You're playing to the crowd. You're just like your uncle, Felino. So he, starts doing, so he starts doing this dance. He's like, look at me. Look at me. I'm Felino. I'm Felino. Look at me. I'm, I'm the dirtiest. I'm, I'm, I'm the smelliest guy in the world. And it's like, I think and you it, could sell more tickets to a CMLL match just by sh- showing people this show. And This is I, a really good show. Like, I enjoy actually recapping this show. Like, this is like oh, the, my gosh. This is like the only show I enjoy recapping. Like, everything else is like, yeah. Well, as we're gonna as we're gonna try to make Lucha World podcast more frequent, you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have to keep us up to date in this. I I like what I'm hearing a lot. Yeah, they they skipped a couple of shows, but it's every single time. And then um, they had um he he wears Puma King's outfit is like this um crown and this robe, and, and he starts making fun of the crown and the robe. He's like, where did you get that from, Walter Mercado's um, closet? Or, <laughs> have you heard of Walter Mercado? I know Walter Mercado very well. I yeah. I remember, uh, of course, I, I channel surfed a lot on Spanish channels when I was a kid and a young teenager, um, you know, looking for Lucha Libre or Titanes and El Ring. And the two things that blew my mind, one was when I came across the show of Iris Chacon. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Iris Chacon. I said, okay, I do believe there is a divine creator, and yeah. this is one of those divine creatures he's ever come up with. She, oh, yeah, she was like an, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, God did create woman, and what a woman he created. <laughs> and then the other thing that blew my mind in a totally different way was uh, Walter Mercado. And I, you know, obviously speaking no Spanish, I just, I, I think he was doing an astrology thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, you do know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, but, I thought you were going to pull, like, one of these, like, completely different guy where I would tell you, like, you were wrong. And I was like, wow, you really Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't realize that at first. I didn't know. I couldn't tell if he was a motivational speaker or, or, or uh, an evangelist. But I just thought, here is this flaming guy who, <laughs> even though I can't understand what he's saying, this guy is cutting a promo unlike anybody yeah. I mean, I, I I couldn't stop watching him. I yeah. like I said, I <laughs> not rhyme or reason what he was talking about. But I eventually figured, oh, I think he has to do something with uh, the psychic biz or the uh, astrological biz. But yeah, it was astrological. Now okay. you know, us gringos are always are always told when you know as we're growing up, you know how macho Mexican culture is, and here's this guy who was more feminine than most starlets. Yeah, yeah, and he he. I mean, 
he's still around. I think he. I mean, I, I think he's still around right now. So the, I, I remember the last time I saw him was a few years ago. He had an infomercial where he was trying to sell some sort of funky jacuzzi or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really bizarre. I, I, yeah, again, you know, it's ironic that I love lucha so much, but my Spanish still sucks. Yeah, but I sat there. It looked like one of those jacuzzis that's supposed to restore, you know, your youth or some crap like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but see, that's that's what makes that show so great. Like, that's all he talks about. And there's, there's this one, there's this one episode that it, where Ultima Ultima Girl's upset, and Tony mm-hmm. Solo starts walking out of the arena, Mexico, and all of a sudden you see this car just drive by really fast, and you think, oh shit, they're gonna do that Memphis angle where. They run over Tony Salazar or something. <laughs> but it's just, it's just... Or slam somebody through a windshield. Yeah, and he stops, and he just comes out of his car and just starts screaming at him, like, you promised me they were going to be better, and look at them, they suck, they're horrible. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what about your guys? They're not doing this too well. Either. And, I was like, and, and it's so funny, because you have Atlantis, who's, like, so non-charismatic, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't... Re- like, that part of the show, it's, like, him being, like, a really nice guy, he's really friendly and all that stuff. And, like, his team, like, they rarely show them, but the whole show is just focused on Ultima Guerrero, just, like, him screaming at everybody, yelling at everybody, getting mad, oh. look, looking at the TV screen and grabbing it and, like, just yelling at it. Mm-hmm. Him and, him and Tony Salazar have been, like, the best thing on that show. Wow, Tony Salazar, you know, uh, I mean, somebody from the old school who they should probably utilize a little more than they are, you know, well, you know, I was going to wind the show up by asking you uh, for a recommendation if you're going to watch any kind of lucha, what to watch, but you just answered that question before I asked you. This, yeah, where, have, where can people find this if they want I have to? Two, I have some suggest You watch that show, En Busca de un Idolo. I think there's five episodes that are up online on um, Cubs fans' webpage. Okay. If you go to his YouTube page, just search The Cubs Fan, and you'll find it. On YouTube, I'll post a link on there also. Okay, very good. Actually, I probably do have it on my website too. So, um, and uh, also, I recommend watching IWRG. I know people. I've been saying this for like 15 years. Watch IWRG, and I don't think people listen to me. No, but, you're, but you are the original IWRG yeah, supporter. I, I, I mean, I was like the I. I think myself. I think Rob Bihar and myself were like the first two that actually started getting into it and telling people to watch it. And then you, we started getting a few more people watching it, but you know we still don't get enough people watching it. Now, uh, it, is that easy for people to find on the internet? Just go to the Cubs fan, the Cubs fan website, and then there's um, there's <coughs> another guy who's called Lucha Libre de Mexico. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch of IWRG, and then there's very uh, cool. There's a bunch of stuff online. If you just type in IWRG, you'll probably find it. Well, and I'm one of those who's guilty of always saying, I'm going to watch some of this IWRG and haven't. So let that be my commitment for the next episode of Lucha World. Yeah, anything with freelance work. With freelance? Yeah, freelance. Okay. They also do these tournaments, these crazy tournaments where it's like the Torneo Cibernetico. Mm-hmm. They had the last one. That's actually on um, Black Terry Jr.'s web um, YouTube page. Um, it's um, Fuerza Guerrero's um, wrestling school. Yes. Versus, um, I think it was Black Terry's. Um, oh, oh, this sounds really intriguing. Yeah. And they do some crazy-ass dives. There's guys you're never going to see again, or they might be re down the road. Right. It's, it's really good. Okay, that's, that's something uh, to check out. And you can watch... You could watch 30 hours of CMLL every week on there, too. <laughs> exactly. I want something different. And, well, there, there, 
And I have no excuse because in this day and age, if you hit the Internet, you can find something for everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling now. You can watch New Japan Wrestling also on, on, online, too. So, Very cool. Well, uh, we're going to wind this up for this week and uh, going to check out the official premiere of uh, Dan Farron's uh, California Classic Wrestling after he did two experimental episodes. Yeah, don't call in right away. Give him some time. Come on, yes. <laughs> Let him get warmed up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And I, I, will, I will heed that same advice. Uh, but anyway, Fredo, we will reconnect again really soon. Another uh, episode of Lucha World. Yep, we will, definitely. And uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, may the right hemisphere of the brain short-circuit the left hemisphere. The left hemisphere short-circuit the right hemisphere. And bing, you're there. Lucharan, dos de tres caídas. See you next time, folks.